Welcome to the Truth Hurts Program. I'm Steve Z. Let's get right to it. Welcome back to another edition of the Truth Hurts Program with Steve Z. It is March the 24th, Wednesday, Hump Day, 2021. We've got a whole bunch to talk about today, and we'll get to that right after we get to this. Steve Z and the Truth Hurts Program. The following is a public service announcement for parents of young children. If your child has expressed an interest in riding dirt bikes, motocross, or other motorcycle-related vehicles, please listen to this announcement. The United States Department of Homeland Security, the United States Border Patrol, Immigration and Customs Enforcement, U.S. Customs and Border Protection, your local police and sheriff's offices have determined that motocross, dirt bikes, and motorcycles in general are being used south of the border by drug cartels, gang members, and human traffickers to evade police and immigration agencies. If your child has expressed an interest in motorsports using dirt bikes, MotoGP, motocross, or any other two-wheeled vehicle, your child may be involved in the illegal drug trade, human trafficking, or gang activity. If your child plays video games which involve these vehicles, it may already be too late. Please report any suspicious activity to your local law enforcement agency or contact the U.S. Department of Homeland Security Motorcycle Gang Hotline at 1-800-MOTOMAD. That's 1-800-M-O-T-O-M-A-D. This message brought to you by MADS, Mothers Against Death Sports. It should help all of you snowflake, liberal, crybaby, whiny-ass Democrats, leftists, and many Americans on the other side to sleep really, really well tonight, knowing that while you've been forced to watch the so-called news networks talk about false accusations against your former president, Donald Trump, been forced to watch stories about fake systemic police racism, stories about transgender this, gay that, interracial this, economic disparity that, disparity amongst races, and all the other things that have been shoved down your throat over the past year, the Chinese government has managed to build the largest, most dangerous, most powerful naval force on planet Earth. The sheer number of vessels, the size of the vessels, The magnitude of military might in their arsenal of naval vessels has grown and grown and grown. While we in America have been forced by Democrats to believe that China is no threat, somehow they're a backwards country. And somehow we must focus on feel-good programs, social programs, the homeless, equity, minorities and their petty gripes. China, my friends, is just a push button away from wiping this nation off the face of planet Earth. Hell, they've already sent a virus out to test the response capabilities of many countries, including the USA. And once they perfect the process of germ warfare, they can simply sail up our coastlines in California, Washington, and Oregon, or the East Coast, or the Gulf Coast, and just move right on in after they kill off all the Americans with their viruses. They'll leave all the buildings, all the infrastructure, all the vehicles in place. They, of course, will have to dispose of all the corpses, but that's easily done. They'll just dig giant craters, fill them up with bodies, and then cover them up. They'll have the cure already for the viruses that they develop, and once those pesky, fat, lazy, 
stupid Americans are out of the way, the Chinese will have free reign to simply move in and take over. So keep on worrying about fake nooses in a garage. Keep worrying about false narratives of some cop killing some criminal thug by putting his knee on the man's neck instead of telling the truth that the man actually died of an overdose. Keep focusing all your attention on kneeling during the national anthem or whether some Asian women died because they didn't provide a happy ending or whether it was a white guy or a Muslim Arabic idiot who killed people in a Boulder supermarket. Keep arguing about reparations for slavery that ended over 150 years ago. Keep worrying about men in little girls' bathrooms or men playing girls' sports. Keep being so deeply and overly concerned about this party or that party or what your neighbor thinks about your rebel flag or your Trump banner or your BLM t-shirt. It won't matter. You won't be here to worry about it anymore. You actually think there's not a global game of -of tug-of-war still going on? You actually believe that the books and the movies and the television series about espionage and covert operations and military takeovers are simply fiction? Are you truly so gullible to think that the world's leaders don't constantly and continuously plot and plan for war, for takeovers, for invasions? Do you really believe the Cold War between the U.S. and Russia ended after Reagan, Bush, Clinton? Barack? Do you think that China is going to loan us trillions of dollars over the years and then just walk away from the debt we owe them as we destroy our own economy and devalue the dollar we would use to pay them back? Do you believe this nation, for all its faults, would not be a grand prize to a country like China or Russia? While you have been sleeping, while we as a nation have been sleeping, China and Russia have been building up their military arsenals. They've been working together behind the scenes, and now, as we've seen this week, they're not afraid to get together in public. The leaders of those two nations are men, real men, filled with ambitions, goals, and testosterone. They're spoiling for a fight with a weaker adversary. Don't you know there's a reason why those nations did not screw with the United States of America over the past four years under Donald Trump? Those nations knew that Donald Trump doesn't take any crap from his rivals. He punches them square in the face if they F with him. Now these foreign leaders know, they don't think, they know that the so-called leader of America is weak. They know for a fact That sleepy, creepy, touchy-feely, mumbling, crumbling, bumbling, fumbling, stumbling, muttering, puttering, shuddering, fluttering, stuttering, stammering, flopping, flipping, stairway, tripping, mopey, dopey, little girl, gropey, pedophile, true senile, feeble-minded dementia patient Joe Biden is a fool, a weak man, a weak leader, a failing picture of bad health. And both Putin and Ping have both called him out publicly. Putin actually challenged him to a live debate in which the president's people said, uh, um, um, Well, he's, um, he's a little bit busy right now. He's got to go to Atlanta, Georgia to talk to the family of six Asian women who didn't give a guy a happy ending, so he shot the place up. 
And by the way, he killed two white people too, but we don't care about them because white lives don't matter in the U.S. Gropey Joe, my friends, is like that old fart neighbor. You know, the guy who's always grumbling and griping and bitching and pissing and whining and moaning and shouting, Get off my lawn! And he wags his finger at the kids that are just simply playing outside. Putin and Ping know that gropey Joe Biden likes to stutter and shout a lot, but he has no balls to back up his threats. Come on, fat! You want to challenge you to put push-ups? Let's go outside and do some push-ups. You have to admit... Vladimir Putin could do more fingertip push-ups on one hand than gropey Joe Biden could do on both hands with two Secret Service agents pulling him up by the chest. These two superpowers are simply biding their time to walk right onto gropey Joe's front lawn, smash him in his smart-ass mouth, and take over his property altogether. Putin and Ping know that he shouts a lot. And they know that this old man is letting his house go to crap, defunding the police, trying to take guns away from the citizens, tearing down the military. The only thing that has kept other countries from invading the United States of America in an armed military conflict is the fact that many Americans are armed to the teeth with their own miniature arsenals. We have guns in this country in the private homes of our citizens because we know what will happen when you disarm a nation. Those two superpowers, China and Russia, they're chomping at the bit. They can't wait for the United States of America to require that its citizens give up their weapons. It would be an open-door invitation, a rolling out of the welcome mat, and those two superpowers would simply walk in and say, I give you West Coast, I give me East Coast. We draw a line down middle. Everybody happy now. So you guys go ahead and fuss and cuss and bitch and piss and whine and moan. Complain. Be Karens. Complain about all the crap that you are focusing on. The silly crap. When Mother Russia and real Kung Fu Kid come crashing over our borders with real weapons. You'll have only yourselves and Democrats like gropey Joe Biden to blame. But by then, my friends, it will be too late for you and too late for America. For if you survive the physical conflict, you certainly will not have the freedom to bitch and whine and moan and have men act like little girls and have women act like dudes. It will be too late and it is the truth. And sometimes you must face the music and understand that the truth hurts. This is the Truth Hurts program with Steve Z. Sit back, relax, and let the truth massage your brain. It will be a welcome relief from all the liberal rubbish the mainstream media has been feeding you. Black by popular demand. Yes, I said black by popular demand. The all-new for 2022 Shandu Democrat 11-seat all-electric village wagon. Available only in ebony mocha dark midnight chocolate black 
with 44-inch spinner wheels, LED accent lights, 4,000 watts of sound, multiple subwoofers, extra battery life, seating for 11, and straight-up style. The 2022 Shandu Democrat Village Wagon. They say it takes a village to raise an underserved family. We say it takes a village wagon to get that family everywhere they want to go. The sneaker store. The food stamp office. The high-end grocery. The basketball arena. The fried chicken shack. The bling store. Everywhere people who don't want to work want to be. Except jobs. The all-new for 2022 Shandu Democrat Village Wagon features the same made-in-China components as the original Shandu 4-seat and Shandu Number 2, with COVID-safe features like individual sanitizing stations at all 11 seating positions, UV lighting to sanitize the cabin, popomatic mask dispensers, a tape measure to ensure six feet of distancing when you park. But the all-new for 2022 Shandu Democrat Village Wagon also features Teflon door panels and dash for easy cleaning. Scotty Guard coating on all the seats so that grease and hair products don't stain the flashy red and green interior materials. And a special feature, new for 2022, automatic registration with the handicap tag office at your local office of motor vehicles. And interactive polling place maps to help you get to the voting booth to vote early and vote often. And don't forget to vote Democrat. The 2022 Shandu Democrat Village Wagon for the discerning underserved family. See all the great Shandu Democrat vehicles at the Biden Motors dealership near you. The Democrats in the Senate dodged questions on when or if they will consider President Biden's begging proposal to ban assault weapons and high-capacity magazines, which would likely fail to pass without the elimination of the filibuster. Senate Majority Leader Chuckles the Clown Schumer said the Senate plans instead to consider two House-passed bills expanding background checks for firearm purchases. He would not commit to legislation that would impose a ban on some so-called assault-style weapons and ammunition. I'm going to stop for just a moment. This article, by the way, was in the Washington Examiner yesterday. I'm going to stop for just a moment because I want to explain a few things to the Democrats and to the truly ignorant out there. There is no such thing as an assault rifle. There's no such thing. Everyone says, but your AR-15 is an assault rifle. AR stands for assault rifle. No, you idiot, it does not. I have seen countless memes on social media where some moron pokes a small hole in a piece of paper and then a giant hole in that same piece of paper on a different spot and they label the small hole hunting rifle and the large hole AR-15. It is a lie, it is a scam. Where the hell are the fact checkers to prove that wrong? Oh, but it doesn't go with liberal thought processes, so we don't waste our time on fact-checking them. Schumer explained to reporters on Tuesday after meeting with the Democrats, quote, the background checks bill passed the House and had passed overwhelmingly. It's supported by 90% of Americans and 80% of gun owners. It's a very important thing to do. This is not to say we wouldn't look at other things as well. Gropey Joe on Tuesday issued a statement following a so-called mass shooting on Monday in Boulder, Colorado, in which 
a white man was accused of committing the crime, but it turned out to be a Muslim or Arabic type individual, not a Caucasian white privileged white American. In the statement, Biden called for the Senate to take up those two House bills passed earlier in the month that would expand background checks. Guess what? I agree. There should be a background check. I've got a neighbor just down the street. I would not want her to have a weapon. This woman is looser than pocket change. She needs to have a background check. If she has a criminal past, a felony record, a mental issue, a history of mental illness, she should not probably be running around with a gun. Biden is also pushing to provide federal law enforcement officials a seven-day additional period of time to conduct background checks before an individual can buy a gun. Now, I want to stop for just a moment. If I already have a gun and that gun is already registered, that means a background check was done on me. Making me wait seven more days to buy another gun when I already have a gun is sort of like saying if you already have a driver's license and a car and you passed your driver's test and you want to buy a second car, you have to start over and get a learner's permit all over again. It's ridiculous. It's dumb. There's no common sense in the proposal. Biden is also calling for eliminating what he calls assault weapons and the size of magazines. My question is this. If a person has already invested their hard-earned money in a so-called assault weapon or has magazines with more than five bullets in the magazine, is gropey Joe Biden willing to pay retail prices to take those off the streets? Because otherwise, I've invested my money, and I'll be damned if I'm just going to simply toss it into some bin at some federal gun depository. We all know how those gun buyback programs work. They give you 10 cents on the dollar for your weapon, and then they sell the weapons to illegal immigrants south of the border. Assault weapons, as Joe Biden terms them, are considered fully automatic. They're already banned in the United States. Biden, as usual, who can't get his figures straight, was likely referring to semi-automatic weapons. The Boulder shooter used an AR-15 semi-automatic rifle, and it looks like a scary military-style weapon. <laughs> you idiots, it shoots the exact same bullet that my hunting rifle shoots. Stupid Dianne Feinstein, a California Democrat senator, has reintroduced legislation that would ban all AR-15-style rifles and all semi-automatic weapons, as well as large-capacity magazines. That would mean all of you who have pistols with magazines that hold more than so many bullets will have to give those up as well. Biden has appeared to endorse Feinstein's wacky proposal in Tuesday's statement, but neither Schumer nor Majority Whip Dick Durbin would take a pledge to take up her bill. Feinstein wants the Senate Judiciary Committee to hold a hearing on her bill. Her measure currently has only 34 Democrat co-sponsors. Durbin, who chairs that committee, says, I didn't hear her request. 
He says he's more interested in advancing the House passed background check measures, which I, the Truth Hurts program host, fully agree with. A background check is not a bad thing. Durbin suggested some of Feinstein's gun ban proposal could be incorporated as an amendment, but the main priority is going to be centered on the House-backed background check bill. He said he's not ruling it out, but he thinks it's time we go on the record for some of these common-sense constitutional responses. Very good. I'm impressed. He recognizes, realizes, appreciates, understands, and has no choice but to agree that there is this document, this pesky little document out there. What's it called again? Anybody remember? What's the name of that document that guarantees me the right to keep and bear arms? Anyone? Anyone? That would be the Second Amendment to the United States Constitution. Democrats have already run into trouble on background check measures in the past. Joe Manchin, the West Virginia moderate Democrat, says he continues to oppose the House legislation. Senate rules require 60 votes to pass legislation, unless, of course, the Democrats get rid of the long-standing filibuster. And unless they do that, it will be difficult to pass that House legislation without major modifications, and it would be nearly impossible to pass Feinstein's garbage bill. Even without the filibuster, Democrats do not appear to be likely to have enough votes to pass even the background check legislation. I think if it were rewritten to be more common sense, to take into consideration some of the things I just discussed with you, it might have a shot at passing. Manchin has for years promoted his own background check legislation alongside Senator Pat Toomey, the Republican from Pennsylvania. That Manchin-Toomey bill was crafted as a bipartisan compromise to end stalled gun safety legislation gridlock in Congress. It would expand background checks to include all firearm purchases, but it would limit the requirement for transfers and loans. It would expand some gun ownership rights. On Tuesday, Manchin told reporters that he continues to oppose the House-passed background check measures, which means Democrats do not have the 51 votes needed to clear those two bills unless some dumbass Republicans decide to vote for it. Chuckles the Clown Schumer declined to indicate when Democrats might consider the House-passed background check measures. He says he first plans to meet with Democrats to determine a path to passing that legislation. He said, we're going to figure out the best path forward, but we will put these bills on the floor. I have said that, and it will happen. We shall see. And I know some of you will disagree with me on these points. You're probably thinking right now, but Steve, if we give them an inch, they're going to take a mile. And before you know it, they're going to expand and expand and expand even more. And before you know it, we won't be able to have our guns at all. They're, they're Democrats, remember? I tend to agree with that premise. They will want to take more, but there needs to be some common sense compromise. You know, I don't agree that we should simply ban higher capacity magazines. There's no justification for it. If you have a magazine that is limited to eight rounds and you're carrying 10 magazines, you still have 80 rounds. It's just like when the morons in New York said you can't have a soft drink in a fountain drink cup over 16 ounces. People just kept going back and refilling the cups over and over and over. Or they'd buy two, three, four drinks if they wanted more than 16 ounces. It's common sense. 
It needs to be looked at, but it needs to be looked at in a rational, bipartisan way. Steve Z and the Truth Hurts Program. I just had a conversation with one of my listeners who happens to be a family member who generally doesn't agree with me on everything, and I don't expect everyone to agree with me on everything. And the question was asked, Hey, Steve, how do you deal with listeners that don't agree with your opinions or your commentary? Of course, I knew this was a loaded question. I considered the source. There's no way to answer that question without either looking too cocky or too apologetic, too crass or too weak, too arrogant or too passive. The actual answer, in my opinion, is about as close to accurate as you can possibly get without starting an argument. I began my answer by saying I understand and appreciate the fact that everyone is entitled to their own opinion. I explained that there are exactly zero individuals on planet Earth who truly actually believe that they are 100% in agreement with every single word spoken by any other person on the planet. Not if they truly believe that they are indeed individuals. People like the late Rush Limbaugh, Glenn Beck, Sean Hannity, Herman Cain, Michael Berry, Todd Starnes, Neil Bortz, the Hodge Twins, and myriad other political commentators all have had to deal with people who don't agree with their points of view. Some don't agree with one or two things. Some disagree just for the benefit of disagreeing with every single thing those individuals say. Listen, folks, there will always be more than one side to any story, one opinion that differs from other opinions. Otherwise, there'd be no space anywhere for a host to express their opinions. If everyone agreed 100% with one point of view, there would be no need for podcasts, talk shows, or any type of media format where opinion is expressed. Fortunately for us here in the United States of America, there are many more sides to our American story, and how we as thought leaders handle adversity has been, is, and always shall be an opportunity to further educate the person or persons who disagree or question what we have to impart to our audiences. I've actually had conversations with Neil Bortz, Herman Cain, Michael Berry, and Sean Hannity in the past. They've always mentioned the hecklers, the dissenters, the people who just seek to argue for the sake of argument, those who have deep-seated hatred for them, the need to be adverse, the need to be argumentative. And they basically understand, these talk show hosts do, they appreciate the fact that there are people with differing opinions, but they don't generally waste all of their time, or the time of their audience for that matter, in engaging in arguments or pissing contests to add to the substance of their programs. Now the difference between their programs and this program is Neil Bortz, Sean Hannity, Glenn Beck, and all these others are on the radio live. Their programs are talk format. They deal with two-way phone conversations, those who actually still take calls. It's a call-in based show. So they can allow a certain amount of back and forth to occur on their programs with persons who disagree. They have that luxury and the proper format to do that. This program, The Truth Hurts, is not a talk back format. It is simply one man, me, providing my opinion 
my perspective, and my take on things. There's no call-in line, no text, no active Twitter that's monitored while we are producing the program. This program is only live while I'm recording it, and it is not live on the air so that someone listening can actually speak to me and argue with me about something for which I am speaking at the moment I am saying it. So when the question is asked about how I handle negative commentary, I'm doing this from the perspective of a non-live program. The answer to the question is pretty straightforward and simple in my opinion. You, the audience, are welcome to listen. You're welcome to form your own opinion. You're welcome to make an intelligent, conscious decision to either continue listening or simply turn the program off. I happened to run across a very liberal podcast just the other day where the host was blaming everything wrong in America on former President Donald Trump. From the China virus to the Chinese international relationship going south under Biden, from the entire so-called climate change global warming theory to slavery, from the relationship with the British throne back in 1776 to our battles with the Indians, uh, the, the, the Native American, uh, indigenous peoples of this land, all the way to World War II. In this guy's opinion, every single bad event in the history of the United States is the fault of Donald Trump. After getting a good laugh, I made the conscious decision to simply turn off the program because I didn't agree with it. I did not try to hunt down the host and trash him on social media. I didn't go out and spam his email or tend to have him canceled, which is the left's way of dealing with anyone who argues with them or disagrees with their opinion. I simply turned it off. I didn't track him down and protest and boycott outside of his studio. I simply turned it off. And unless I want to hear a wacky opinion from a far-left socialist sympathizer, I know exactly which podcast to not listen to. If I want to hear that type of rhetoric, I'll simply look up his podcast again. Could be the source of fun program topics for this show. When dealing with adversity, I tend to simply do what I intended to do from the very first episode of the Truth Hurts program. I intended to provide my audience with the opinion that counts to the very most important person I know. Me. No offense. If you like what you hear, tell a friend. If you don't like what you hear, turn it off. It's really, really that simple. Opinions expressed on this program are protected free speech under the First Amendment to the Constitution of the United States of America. It is my God-given and country-given right. I apologize if you become offended, but I retract nothing, for there's nothing to retract. And that's the truth, my friends. And sometimes, the truth hurts. That's about all the time we have today for the Truth Hurts program, Wednesday, March 24th, 2021. We'll see you next time, folks. Go out there and make it a great day. Thank you for listening to the Truth Hurts program. Opinions expressed are protected free speech under the First Amendment to the U.S. Constitution. We apologize if you are offended, but we retract nothing. Background music by Jason Shaw and Audionautics. Copyright 2021, the Truth Hurts Program Network. All rights reserved.